Guys, let's Jesus Christ! You can, oh, the taking taking a concept and taking it in two different directions is completely okay, and both are very funny, are they not? I want a band that takes it in one direction, though, Mike. <laughs> but we're not talking about one direction today, Mike. We're talking about new kids on the block. <laughs> Who are the? Who's the older bands? Yes, yeah. yes, they are the old kids on the block now. Um, on this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report. Oh shit! Did we start? Yeah, oh, well, we're did. in it. Oh, I was looking up something. <laughs> where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am totally prepared to start, Nick Brigadier. I'm just chilling, Mike Russell. And I'm holy shit. Have you been talking to me, Steve Trollinger? Ah, <laughs> uh, Steve. Only you can have headphones on, be singing in front of a mic, and shocked that a podcast <laughs> has started. What? Where am I? What's happening? Oh, yes, to the listeners, uh, if you're a longtime listener, Steve has been blacked out during every podcast episode. As soon as I hit the stop button, he just comes to, shakes his head, and rubs sleep from his eyes and says, where am I? I'm like that, that uh, was that move, that Adam Sandler movie, Clicker or whatever, where he has the click. remote, the yeah. click, where he has oh. the remote control that controls his life, and then it just learns to fast forward things that he doesn't want to enjoy. <laughs> That's the podcast for you? Yeah, <laughs> that was, it's like that. That happens to me every time we record. Gotcha. That was one of the first movies that brought me to tears, man. That that movie was heavy for a comedy. You remember that when he's click old, brought you to tears. Did you remember when he turns into an old man and I he's never like chasing saw after his wife that he skipped all the most important and it just teaches you, you know. And that's why you can't fast travel in Skyrim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You miss- really, really brought it home. <laughs> That's what yeah. Click was all about. Got our Christmas episode on New Kids on the Block. God forbid. No, let me make this one point before we move on. God forbid when it comes to Skyrim that you make a 100-hour game a 180-hour game by skipping the fast travel. Sorry, continue. But guys, speaking of fast travel, boy, has this year gone by. It's all. This is our Christmas episode, essentially. This will be the last one that comes out before Christmas. Last week wasn't. No, it was not. It was one of... A few Christmas songs we were going to cover. Ah, well, I certainly blew my load. <laughs> Your Christmas load. I blew my Christmas load last week. <laughs> Talk about a white Christmas. Uh, but guys, oh no, it's red and green. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, you might want to see. It. I was about. To, I was about to go into the usual Steve uh, where, bit where I tell the listeners that if it's their first time for listening, thank you for mm-hmm, joining mm-hmm, us. Yes. Um, but once again, they have already turned off. Okay, so <laughs> duck the balls, uh, baby. <laughs> Uh, but for everyone else, thank you so much for joining us. And if you have listened to us before, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done so already, it would be the perfect Christmas gift for us. <gasps> what a Christmas present indeed. Five stars preferably. Please don't give us the coal of one star. That was <laughs> just... Uh, that. Was... We've been good this year, wouldn't you say? I think we've been pretty good. Although next episode, we might get into that a little bit further. Uh, but guys, for this week, we're going to be discussing the Christmas song from the Christmas album of a boy band we are entirely not qualified to be talking about. Because uh, we're talking about New Kids on the Block, and every single one of us just kind of missed the New Kids on the Block wave. Because at one point, when I was researching for the song that we're doing, which is Funky Funky Christmas, or Funky Funky Xmas, uh, I didn't fully grasp how big this band was, circa... 89, 1990. Yeah. My my brothers knew a lot about them. Yeah. I felt like they would bring them up. All I knew is that they had a bunch of hits and Chinese food makes me sick. I remember uh, the right stuff and that was it. 
It's you know, yes. it's the one that goes, uh oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. You do the oh, dance with like, yeah. you do the, that yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve is shimming back and forth. Yeah. That's them. That's the only song I know. But guys, at the height of their popularity between their second and third album, uh, or the second and fourth album, this was their third album. Where am I? Uh, they did a Christmas album. And one of the, I listened to this album, and if I have to give them credit, they mostly, for the most part, did original songs, which you don't hear often on a Christmas album by a band. That no, you, no. Just hear, you hear the same 12 Christmas songs that have always existed, sung by everyone who has ever decided that they are a recording artist. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think I kind of agree with Mike, because if the choice was listening to Funky Funky Christmas or hearing the same 12 songs over and over again, I feel like I would rather do that, because this is a little bit of what that sounds like. Funky I don't want to jump the gun too much, but guys, if we ever did like a year-end awards, I feel like this song would win for the most awkward dead space in a song that we've covered. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We've only heard a couple of seconds. It still doesn't make me want to slip my wrist like all I want for Christmas is you. Well, Steve, How the episode is wrong. you, Steve. That I, I song have, is on Nash. I listened to that on oh, repeat. I have a running list of how many times I've heard that song since December 1st. And so far, I am at 23. Seven of those were the first day I started <laughs> taking account of it. Did you know it hit number one on the Billboard? Good did, for it. 100. She got it after 25 years. Shout out to Mariah Carey. Thanks for making Christmas great. All I want for Christmas is to burn down the recording studio that it was that it was done in. Oh, I remember one Christmas, I was heartbroken, right? I was heartbroken. Couldn't, couldn't get with the lady I wanted. And uh, I just spent a... I spent like a, I was in a parking lot just sitting in the snow. And the radio station was having a, this contest where they're like, we're going to just play this song until someone pays a hundred bucks for us to change it. <laughs> and it was the Mariah Carey song. And it just, I must have listened to it like 20 times, just sitting in my car, just thinking, oh. So you were sitting in the car in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's not what you said. You made me think that you were the- sitting in the middle of the snow, like I was outside. In my car, slowly it was freezing snowing. to death. In the parking lot, just having a little think. As the cold embrace of death swept over you, turkey buzzards started circling overhead. Bears and coyotes came out of the woodworks. Um, Jeez, so you but, all but a campus has a real nice wildlife. <laughs> yes, yeah, upstate New York changed quite a bit. Uh, but guys, so that was a little bit of Funky Funky Christmas by New Kids on the Block. This is terrible. Well, Mike, we, we, we're just getting <laughs> As into it. As a precautionist, it. I could say. Oh, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. Mike can, the, technically, you know, you can bring the one area of musical expertise that you do definitely I know. Will always tote on that a little bit. Just yes, like. as you should, as you should. But no, so this was, uh, like I said, from the Christmas album, the third album by New Kids on the Block. And I had to pretty thoroughly educate myself on them because I had just kind of a general awareness of them. And I also realized we have to tread very lightly because people are very nostalgic for this group and will defend them to the death. Yeah, people love O-Town. What makes it O-Town as opposed to Motown? Oh, shit. Oh, we're talking about New Kids, sorry. <laughs> Thought we were talking about O-Town for a second. Oh, is that a different boy band? Yeah. Oh, no. Steve, you're very confused. Oh, Steve. <laughs> uh, you're, 
You old man. <laughs> but for those of you who were as confused as apparently Steve is, find uh, me an new- old man that knows who O Town is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> new Kids on the Block was a boy band formed in 1985 by producer and songwriter Maurice Starr, who, and I watched two different documentaries on this, and it was weird to see because Maurice Starr had produced like a lot of black boy bands, essentially, like like just bands that came up in that. And he specifically Wait, was. was what did you say? Boy bands whose members were are entirely oh, okay. Yes. And he was specifically looking to start an all-white vocal group because he, he a new edition was the band that he had been producing and writing songs for. Because we need to balance the scales. Ah, I've created one all-black group. Ah, oh man, my social <laughs> justice has been done. Time to create 18 white versions. But he literally wanted... Where was, was the Asian boy band? Uh, or, well, Korea's got them locked down they just pretty got well locked now. down over in Korea. Uh, it just K-pop. took them a while. <laughs> Although, you know what? If, if a K-pop group was formed with all white guys in Korea, that would be pretty novel as well. Hey, what do you think, guys? What do you say we, we pack up the Zontopsy report, go over to Korea, and make our own K-pop group? Nick and I are at the Seoul airport. It's like, where's Mike? Zoom out and up to Pyongyang International <laughs> Airport, where Mike is just standing in the middle of a runway with guns pointed at him. I think I might have gone to the wrong Korea, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so Marie Star was specifically looking to start an all-white vocal group, but a white group vocal group doing black music, essentially doing R and B, doing the kind of music that was popular uh, that he was working with. Tale as old as time in the music industry. Man, this music by black people is really cool. Let's get some white kids in on it. But it was just—it was just so odd because, like I said, the, this documentary was phrasing as they were trailblazers, and in theory they were. But it's no, it, they weren't. Elvis Presley was the trailblazer. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis was the trailblazer. Carl Perkins was the trailblazer. <laughs> but the first come on, they were the new kids on the block. They were blazing the block, man. Uh, the first member that he record uh, that he. Um, Enlisted, though, was a 15-year-old young Donnie Wahlberg, who was the first member. Who was from Southie. Yes, he is from Southie. Yes, they're all from Boston. They're all from Southie. <laughs> um, appar- As I'm drinking my Dunkin' Donuts. I'm, in fact, drinking from a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. He is, he is. Yes, uh, he didn't. He, yeah, he committed to the bit. He bought a Dunkin' Donuts preemptively. Uh, but Murray Starr was immediately impressed with uh, Donnie Wahlberg's, quote, rapping skills, dancing ability, and showmanship. And then Wahlberg insists... <laughs> he he a, then looked at the sun and was very impressed by its light and heat. <laughs> <laughs> he was only wearing sunglasses in the documentary I saw, so maybe he looked at it too long. He's easy to impress, is what I'm saying. But it, it's so weird to... Because I kind of knew that Donnie Wahlberg was in New Kids on the Block, but see, my introduction to Donnie Wahlberg was him getting his head crushed with two giant, like metal pincer things in Saw 4, I believe. What? My direction, Donnie Wahlberg, was Saw 2, 3, 4, and 5. Whereas for most people, it was New Kids on the Block where he was the bad boy of a boy band. I always get... I mean, I I know very little about, as we said at the top, I know very little about New Kids. I definitely do confuse them with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, though. Well, there's Sony Wahlbergs going around at that time. Uh, But the Ace, Ace, he was in New Kids, right? No, he was, in, he was in the Funky Bunch. Oh, man, I look like an idiot for not knowing that. 
Uh, but eventually the other members were recruited, which included Jonathan Knight, Jordan Knight, Joey McIntyre, Donnie Wahlberg, and Danny Wood. And their first album that they did did not sell well. Their second album went insanely massively popular because Maurice Starr stopped marketing it specifically towards black audiences, like as an R&B <laughs> group. And when he marketed it as a generic pop group, they exploded in popularity. So you mean, you mean when he... When he co-opted their music and then repackaged... Maurice Starr is a black man. I want oh. you to know. Okay, thank you. Thank yes. you. I retract my entire yes. argument. I am tough but fair. No. Yeah, but he, but he, he was like, okay, let's pitch it. You say generic, but I mean, really, to the white people. Essentially, yes. Potato, potato. I mean... Yes, he had worked traditionally with black vocal groups, and he wanted to get a bunch of white kids to perform and sing and dance that kind of music to a black audience that wasn't loving it. But then when he expanded it, um, apparently what happened was they played one of their songs from the second album. Uh, some DJ in Florida played it on like a whim and it just immediately caught fire and became insanely popular. And they said if that DJ in Florida had not played that song <laughs> when they were about to get cut from their record label, New Kids on the Block might never have become a thing. And that's another example of when the multiverse splits. <laughs> yes! Somewhere out there in the vast reaches of time and space, there's a universe where the new kids on the block didn't exist. And Hitler's alive again or something. Oh my For some God. reason, those two have to be side by side. He's half man, he's half, he's half gorilla, half machine, half Hitler. <laughs> All cop. <laughs> Wait, Steve, you're getting your elevator pitches mixed in with your historical anachronicities. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Mike, I'm seen, don't try to think about I'm it. I've seen a robot gorilla with a Hitler mustache, and it's great. <laughs> uh, you're close, Mike. Hitler's head is actually in a compartment in the gorilla's chest, like Krang. Oh. Uh, well, now it makes sense. Yeah. But just to give you, the listeners, a frame of reference if you weren't aware of how popular the New Kids on the Block were, uh, in 1990, they were the highest paid entertainers in the world. They beat out Madonna and Michael Jackson. What? These kids? Oh, they must... <laughs> yeah, but they had to split it amongst like five guys, though. I, I Splitting several millions of dollars between five guys is great. They said at one point, I think in one year, they made $151 million. $150? Back then? Yeah, oh. in 89 money. Dude, 89 money? and That's cr- like probably half a bill. And their Christmas album... <laughs> Come on. Their Christmas album that the song we're talking about came from went double platinum. What's the point of that? Going- double platinum. You're already platinum. It's I'm, more I'm, hold on, platinum. I'm getting Seinfeld. I'm doing a Seinfeld bit now. Okay. My Seinfeld Smoke bit. if you got him, listeners. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> my Seinfeld, my Seinfeld uh, radar is going off. Really, platinum, you double platinum. You've got to like, oh man, this is so good. It's already the highest amount of praise we could heap on a piece of music. Let's double it up. So you're going to be adding a laugh track in the background of all of that. What's the deal with double platinum? <laughs> you're already platinum. What do you need to be platinum again for? So with that, let's get oh, back into the song God. because what you are about to hear is from an album that went double platinum. A dissection is imperative. So let's start at the beginning again, just so you can hear. It's because they they do a little bit of um of spoken word banter in the beginning. Ho ho ho! Oh little train, my little elf, another great Christmas. Ah uh, man. 
man. It's fun. It's fun. Same thing. Wait a second. So let's have a funky Christmas. Is like the they're trying elf? To have, is the elf's name Train? Was this, oh, little train, my my little elf, another great Christmas? No, Mike, that is an excellent question. <laughs> Yo, what what's Train's deal? Like, you know, usually elves get named after what they're doing. Like, you think he likes to build trains? Or do you think he likes to run trains on people? You know what I mean? Like, what's the... <laughs> Is that wait? I don't know if that I I missed. I don't know if that's a thing that elves are named after what they do. So little train, he just makes the trains. Or be, maybe no. You know what? I'm being gross. I'm sorry. I mean we. I mean we are like ten minutes into the episode. This is so. A, is there an elf named like Deer Shit Shoveler? Deer Shit. Yeah, that's. Was, I make the candy canes. <laughs> no, Deer Shit Shoveler, you can take a you can take a day off. Also, why does why does the Santa Claus uh, in this song sound like Kira Knightley? Wait, you think a nineteen year old boy sounds like Kira Knightley? Oh, little train! Wait, wait, wait! Hang on, my little elf. We're re-listening to that. Little elf, another great Christmas. You think that sounds like Kira Knightley? Another great Christmas. Do you know who Kira Knightley is? Isn't a lady? Yes, yes, she's an acclaimed British actress. Look. It's it's a. You think a white kid, nineteen year old kid, trying to sound say like Santa? It sounds exactly like her. I'm saying like he has he has the. It's like it's not about love actually. Like that's not what Kira Knightley said. Steve, you are on taking. Am I taking crazy pills, Steve? That is not at all what Kira Knightley sounds it's like. That's kind of what she sounds like. That. I don't know. You, mean, you sound more like Sean Connery. Nope, Kira Knightley. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, boomer. <laughs> Now imagine a bunch of teenage boys gyrating in front of microphones right now. This no, is more like play more of the song. We just heard this part. This is more like have a phone it in fucking Christmas. Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, uh, the dialogue at the beginning, it sounds like their mouths were full of fucking food. Like, what kind of accents was that? Are you trying to be Santa Claus? Like, no, what, kind of, what kind of bullshit is <laughs> it's just, I'm going to strangle you to death. I don't know why that noise me so much. It does not sound at all like uh, Kira Knightley. because Nick was crushing a Kira Knightley. Now he's like, she didn't sound like that. Listen, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl played a pivotal role in my upbringing. But just that one. <laughs> so you think they're phoning it in? Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Well, at this point, they're riding pretty high. This is close to peak New Kids on the Block. Like, they could release whatever they wanted. We just made $100 million. Let's go in. Let, let's stick around in a recording booth a little bit. Let's stick around in a recording studio here. I brought, I brought a bunch of trash cans and fucking, like, a cowbell. and uh, Gotta have more cowbell, babe. <laughs> Actually, Mike, we might... You're have to... You're going to have to be our resident expert on this episode as a as someone who's actually a percussionist. Do you think that's the instrumentation that they're using? Um, it could also be. Oh, I forget what we used to have this other thing. It was like it was like a double cowbell, but it wasn't called a double cowbell. But it had two different. Tones it's called on two it, cowbell, two furious. And you could hit either side of it. But um, can't you do that with a regular cowbell? Yeah, but they they were different. They gave different noises. Ah, gotcha. No, yeah, yeah, Nick, you can hit either side of the fucking. You say you can't. <laughs> you can hit anything multiple ways, Mike. That's just science. 
Yeah, I could hit I could hit you like this and I punch you in the groin. Or like this, punch you in the nose. You, why, did, why didn't you kick me? Because the joke was about punching. But it's about hitting. You know, that's right. And then I kick you in the groin. Uh, then I headbutt you in the nose and then we hit each other. And then we continue <laughs> the song. <laughs> Oh my god, who is that? Danny D? Danny D, fuck you. He's like mumbling into the microphone. I'm just like half asleep. Ready that, is a, ready is a, ready. that would be Danny Wood, yes. Danny D? He does not sound, if, wait, if that's as ready as he'll ever be, wait. he does not sound very ready. Danny Wood goes by Danny D? Maybe it's his middle name. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. You've never been referred to by your middle initial? I'll just say if my last name was Wood and people are calling me Danny D. Maybe he never told his bandmates what his real name was and it's too late for him to say actually. Like, I'm checking the Wikipedia article now, 25 years later. Maybe at the time he was going by like something else. I mean, we could the, easily look the, this up, but I don't want the to. The font of creativity on display with these, with these rap names like Marky Mark. I know it's Danny I know is, D. Yeah, like. I know he's not in this, but like his ghost looms large. Yes, but that kind of like that kind of like oh shit, we got to come up with names like right before we go on, sort of business. What are you going to be called, Mark? Marky Mark. <laughs> and then I'll spend the rest of my life living it down. <laughs> Can we play just how ready Danny D is for this? Yes. I really, I really want to emphasize on how. Oh, I mean, this is just yeah. goes back to phoning it in, and overall, just. This is the yeah, late- listeners. You might have to turn the volume up a little bit to hear how ready Danny D says he'll be. It's Christmas time. We're gonna celebrate with a Danny D, are you ready? Ready as a lion. You know, Joey Joe, ready. Jordan and Joe. Yeah. Where's Joey Joe? <laughs> oh yes, again. It's not like you know. You know, Joey Joe is ready. They reminded you. Also, can I just say they should have figured out if they were ready. Before they started recording, they shouldn't spend the first verse reaffirming that they're ready. I bet they didn't even write a song. They're just like, "All right, guys, it's gonna be a funky Christmas. Let's let's just bang on some stuff, call it funky Christmas, and we'll just we'll just we'll figure it out." Actually, for this song specifically, the two songwriters on it were uh, Maurice Starr, you know, their producer and the guy who recruited them, and Donnie Wahlberg. They were the two Ah, mystery solved. And actually, oh, Mike, you might like this. Donnie Wahlberg is actually a percussionist and I believe does the percussion on this song as well. Mike, I, So all of your criticisms Mike, I can don't be want, laid on his lap. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I feel like you would get along famously with the Wahlbergs. I, I, the Wahlbergs would be... I a bunch mean, of good Irish Catholic boys. I mean, I'd like them, yeah. But I... I can... Hang, I hanging out at the Wahlbergers... <laughs> That's right, they do have a wall Because that's the only place they're allowed to eat. Jordan and John, yeah! Come on! We got a funky, funky Christmas going on. Oh, shit! Funky, funky Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that was... That Jordan, was a... you were supposed to do it on the one and the two. You're supposed to do it on the one and the three, not the two and the four. It's okay, we can fix it in post, right? That That's not going to be the final version that gets released, right? Oh, no, definitely not. You're good, Joey Joe. Daniel, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Which is not at all. <laughs> Danny D. But Mike, do, be careful in your criticism of this because 
so many reviews and even just comments I've seen on stuff from this album is just people sharing in some sense of shared nostalgia over listening to this album every Christmas. Yeah, Mike, you leave 98 Degrees alone. <laughs> uh, we're talking about New Kids on the Block. What? New Who are they? New, New Kids on the <laughs> is the band we're discussing right now. Oh, all right. Leave them alone, Mike. <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, in high school, having, like, a basement party Christmas time, you know, having everyone over. Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in some tunes and throw in <laughs> this piece of stinking garbage on to see if it's gonna get everyone amped up. I, it, it, Mike, I, if I can play devil's advocate a little bit, did you not pot, or would you have not considered doing the same thing and putting an Aqua album on? Okay, first of all, Nick, an Aqua album at least is no Aqua's great to dance to. Are you kidding me? People you love, can shimmy to this. Are you? Have a funky, funky Christmas. Boom, 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 yeah, there's boom, all boom, sorts boom, of boom. dead air in between the lyrics that you can use to That's dance. That's great for getting close to your sweetheart. Aqua, Aqua was a was a great like high energy, like great like beats. Like singers were singing. This is bullshit, Nick. Play some more of this. <laughs> this sucks. Let's hear it again. <laughs> It sounds like they're not even like the microphones are like 15 feet away from them. Funny you should say that. That's because yeah, Nick, Dan, Nick, was a, <laughs> Nick opened up his notes in that brief space, and I was like, really? Is this going to be a thing? Yeah, I was going to say, actually, Danny D was in a different room when they recorded his line. Ready as I'll ever be. He was screaming that, actually. Ready as I'll ever be. He was locked out. <laughs> Maurice Starr was like, I think we got everyone in here, right? Let me in. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, we're good. Is everyone ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Funky Christmas and a funky new year, I swear. We got ourselves a party here. Girls on the floor, no side posse at the door. Should I stop? Nah, cool. Here's more. Of this song. Please. Yeah, we had a chance. We had a chance. They said, should I stop? Should I stop? Get <laughs> to the point. I t- I'll bet you. I'll bet you. It's because he realized. He's like, ah, oh, guys, you know what? We fought, we had we had that one misstep where we we hit on the downbeat by accident or the upbeat. Yep, and we had to wait like another six to eight <laughs> seconds for the melody to come back. Danny D wasn't talking in the microphone. Like we didn't have his sound up. Like should I stop? Should we start over? And the producer's like, Nah, man, nah. Just Morris is like, Nah. <laughs> yeah. They're done recording. Hours later, they open the door. Danny D looks like fucking Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Just frozen in the snow with a murderous look in his eyes. Ready as I'll ever be. Ready as I'll ever be. All work and no rap makes Danny ready as he'll ever be. <laughs> Party here. Girls on the floor. No side posse at the door. Should I stop? Nah. Cool. Here's more. Of this song. A funky Christmas melody. Cause Jordan K feels all so Christmassy. Throw your hands in the air. Pause. I like how I like how their actual intended pause is shorter than the pauses that occur throughout the rest of the song. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> fuck guys, fuck fucking I'm writing this fucking awesome song. It's gonna be this part specifically. This part specifically is where we're gonna pause, all right? Everyone pause when I say pause. All right, I'm gonna say pause now. 
Pause. Have a funky, funky Christmas. Yeah, that's enough of a fucking pause. Fun fact, if you want to hear the instrumental version of this album, just listen to half of the song. I think what's happening here, correct me if I'm wrong, is the entire band are all on individual treadmills. And every time, and the microphone is attached to the control panel of the treadmill, and the treadmills are on in speed, every time they get close enough to the microphone to do the lyric the manager presses the button to increase the speed and they go all the way back again and then have to <sighs> run wait, their way up in wait. order to say the next line. Are you saying Donnie Wahlberg was in a jigsaw-like trap even while he was in New Kids on the Block prior <laughs> to being cast in the Saw movies? Yes, with a little bit of OK Go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, New Kids on the Block. I want to play a game. In front of you are microphones. If you want to sing in the chorus, the speed will be increased and you will fall backwards. Because it's just like, are you ready? <laughs> ready to still have a beat? <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's like, have a funky, funky Christmas. <laughs> and there's like spinning blades like behind you. Have a funky, funky Christmas. <laughs> have a funky... It's uh, the only this is all adding up. I think we're 100% on the money. Sneaking downstairs on Christmas Eve, I saw a sight that you just wouldn't believe. Say Nick, by the fireplace. Dustin up his booty with a frown on his face. He said, hey, I said, what? He said, you, I said, what? He said, you left the fire burning and I burnt my boss. Okay, so whoever, hey. whoever this, this guy is, is the best guy in the band. Hey, Number Joe one. McIntyre. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Joey. Joey, can you fucking do a British accent? <laughs> yeah, fucking doing it right now, Donnie. Oh, it's great. Fucking aces. Get it, get it on the track. Because everybody knows, obviously, in every version of Santa that you see in any fictitious representation, he's always British, right? That's a thing. Yeah, like Kira Knightley. Yes, you know what, Steve? She is actually British. <laughs> it's not about love, actually. No, no, Steve. Steve, you're objectively wrong, but I care too much about the listeners to engage with you in it now. Um, so, yeah, yeah so- there's more Black Street to get to. Black Street? What? Wait, who are we talking about? We're talking about uh, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're different. They're, they're a different group. You're right. <laughs> so, British Santa has gone down the chimney and he says, you left the fire burning and I burnt my butt. In this verse's defense, this is the first thing of note that has actually happened in the song. The rest of it was just them rapping about their preparation to get ready for the funky Christmas. And then they have completely leapfrogged whatever the funky Christmas entailed, unless they're insinuating that it entails Santa getting burned. I thought Santa was at this recording. I thought Santa started this song off so why the hell isn't... Oh, he, wait, you're totally right. Why ho, 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 Mary. Yeah, yeah, th- that's right. Kara Knightley was in the beginning. Yeah, that's right. This is, this, they, this is like a Tarantino movie. And now he's talking about him in the third person right in front of him. It's just like, why wouldn't they do a little... Like, they did a nonsense duet earlier when they were like, uh, scroll up on here? Yeah, what yeah. was it? What was the place he said? Um, yeah, find the nonsense. No, no, no. We're having a funky... And then, then the other guy jump in and say melody. You know what I mean? They like broke up one of these stanzas. 
where two people were sending us like for no reason. Yes. And now they have an opportunity where it's a, between Santa and the other guy, and they they just don't do it. You're kind of right in the sense that narratively the song's all over the place. They introduce Santa as a character present in the recording booth, and then they later on have him as a third party character who's British, These much guys. like Kira Knightley. I hate the song. Oh my God, Mike, you seem bothered. I thought See, this was going to be love, like a fun Christmas throwaway. I love Christmas. I love it. And I don't think we've ever really covered a Christmas song that I was like, even though I even like Christ- Christmas in the Sand, I, I made us do, I still like like that song. It was like Colby Calais has an, ha, no. She had an innocent, fun, infectious. She melody. wants to fuck Santa, but it was it was a catchy tune. This is garbage. You can't. Is it garbage that literally sounds like the percussion is done on trash cans, <laughs> dude? Like, first of all, like funky funky songs got that. You know, at least some, there are, so, there is no bass. There's no there's, bass. Yeah, that's true. There's no. Actually, how do you have a hip hop or rap song without a without any bass? <laughs> That's a valid question. Like, did the bass did the bass not show? Did they forget the bass? Oh, Danny D, he's outside. Danny D, <laughs> he's got his bass guitar. He's banging on the door with his bass guitar. No, I think we got everyone. We're good. A lot of compelling points. This is an, a spit in the face to <gasps> funk. A spit well, in the face to both funk and Christmas. To Mike? funk and Christmas. Uh, I think we got everyone here. Maurice, doesn't this sound a little thin? Isn't it missing something? Eh, I don't care what it sounds like. <laughs> We're going to make millions. Ah! <laughs> Stupid kids. Okay, so Santa's burnt its butt, his butt. That's where we left off. He said, hey, I said, what? He said, you, I said, what? He said, you left the fire burning and I burnt my butt. So now I've learned, you've got to turn. The fireplace down so Santa won't get burned. This kind of feels like every member of... Uh, what is this, Boys to Men? No, uh, New Kids on the New Block. New Kids on the Block. This, this this sounds like every member of New Kids on the Block like came in with a like an essay contest. Like, okay, we're going to do our Christmas song. Everybody take a verse. Bring in your verse. Bring your funky Christmas verse. And everyone brought in something that is it's like in a no way connected to It's like to a second grade assignment. Bring in your own project tomorrow where you say what you think a funky Christmas would be. And every member of New Kids on the Block brought their funky Christmas story. And his was, and once again, to recap what he said, uh, he, quote, Santa said, you left the fire burning and I burnt my butt. So now I've learned you've got to turn the fireplace down so Santa won't get burned. That is the moral. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very nice, Joey Joe. Thanks for sharing with the class. So the one wrote (laughs) wrote a bit about partying with Santa, and then they wrote a bit about... Uh, the one Christmas where Santa accidentally got burnt, and then I think there was a bit someone didn't know what the assignment actually was about, and they just brought in like a couple of like abortive attempts at it, which is what the verse was. Where are you ready? Yeah, getting ready. Here we go. Almost there now. <laughs> Let's start in a second. Okay, one more. Gotcha. Any minute now. <laughs> Not yet. And then Danny D got an incomplete on the assignment because he was locked out and <laughs> yeah, couldn't hand it in. Yo, MC Santa, you didn't know my boy Donnie could play percussion, did you? I didn't have a clue. Yeah, get busy, Donnie. 
He still doesn't have a clue. <laughs> but guys, this drum solo is Donnie What's- Wahlberg. Or garbage cans, I guess. Oh, guys, I see what the problem is. Oh, what's the problem? Uh, it says right here, New Kids on the Block, parentheses, featuring the cast of Stomp, and parentheses. <laughs> oh, I forgot they had that great collaboration. I, I liked Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, okay, guys, we're having fun, but don't bring Stomp into this. <laughs> I mean, this is like, ele- this is like, if, like elementary Stomp. You know, like, what? This is stumble. <laughs> Nothing, I hate your words, but continue. <laughs> he doesn't oh. like the way we say, Steve, how is documentary spelled? What are the last four letters in that? You know I can't speak English. G-A-R-Y. Terry. Documentary. 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 That's all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, not everyone can pronounce things properly. We shouldn't hold it against Steve. I just want him to know that's it's... Your, that's your... Upper Southern New England Utica accents. I just know that's how we say it in America. <laughs> and with that, Micah shut down every argument. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much, but I know that's how we say it in the land of the free. <laughs> Canada? <laughs> uh, Give it a couple years. Oh my God! Uh, Danny D got it here! <laughs> Oh, guys, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I know I said and, I was ready as I'd ever be, but you know, I've still been locked out for three and verses. hold on, look at the lyrics. When we get to the lyrics, he's actually describing how, why he's late to the studio. Yeah, literally, actually, this, <laughs> this works perfectly because Danny, uh, Danny Wood has the next verse. Have a funky, funky Christmas. Danny, where you been? <laughs> Oh shit, right. Two and the four. Damn it. Uh slipping and sliding through the city streets of Bean Town, getting down to the Christmas beat. It's Danny D. I'm here with Christmas chill. No feeling the other party of the year is going. I'm showing fresh rhymes and throwing. It's snowing up. He really needs to work on like his stage voice. Like you gotta you gotta aim it to the back row. You know, you gotta use you gotta I'm gonna tell you right now what Danny D doesn't stand for, and it's diaphragm, because he doesn't know how to fucking use one. It's more like Danny deflated. Okay, because he's just wow, just shots got fired. Nothing, man. You vicious bastard! How out of breath would you be if you've been pounding at a door with your bass guitar to try to get in for the past like half hour, which is how long this song has seemed to? Have also, been. he apparently slid his way through the entirety of Boston. <laughs> yes, slipping and sliding through the city streets of Beantown, getting down to the Christmas beat. He he comes in, and we finally get that funky bass. We finally got. It's finally almost a funky Christmas. And then he goes, oh, hold on. I can't sing and play at the same time, guys, so I just kind of... He gingerly sets his bass guitar down. And then it's just his voice with claps. And he's not a strong enough singer to do that. Danny D, and I'm here with Christmas cheer. (laughs) Going, throwing fresh rhymes and throwing snow and... But Mike, when you were a percussionist, did you... You were never asked to sing and play percussion at the same time. I could have. Nick. Could you have? Oh, I believe. I, I don't w- know. I played a mean crash cymbals. I could. Um, wear, I could dance. I would at love the same to see time. you project beautifully and just be banging cymbals <laughs> together, guys. Phil Collins. Phil motherfucking Collins. Does he play percussion and sung at the same time? Phil Collins can sing while he's drumming. Yeah, in the air tonight. He's doing that whole. He's drumming the dun, whole dun, time. Dun, he's dun, singing dun, in dun, the dun. air tonight. 
I don't know. I think Donnie uh, Wahlberg gave him a run for his money in the percussion <laughs> fill department. You're right. You are absolutely right, Nick. The equation is thus. Donnie Wahlberg. Greater back, than or back, equal greater to? Greater than or equal to. Backwards triangle sing, symbol. Uh, Phil Collins. I was going to say Yo-Yo Ma for a second. I don't know why, but Phil Collins. I would argue Donnie Wahlberg is a better percussionist than Yo-Yo Ma. Yes. Cellist, it's it's a toss that would, up, that but would percussionist. Be, that's actually a fantastic way to make yourself seem better than you are at things. It's just say, he's like, look, I may not be good at much, but I know I play the guitar better than Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Listeners, if you ever have low self-esteem, utilize this method. Steve will be going on a talking tour uh, in the next few weeks. Dr. Phil may have a TV show and millions of followers, but... I bet he doesn't know how to make a risotto like I do. Goes on for so long. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve. It's almost like they anticipated the criticism it would be receiving on our podcast 30 years later. Funny. How could you be booing it? (laughs) Stop booing. It's (laughs) when you have to build that into the studio recording of the song. Guys, when we play this live, we're fucked. I'm gonna throw this in real quick as a safety net. That way we can yell at the audience when they don't jump in with us. It's your fault. You're the problem. Have a funky, funky Christmas. (laughs) And that was Donnie Wahlberg. And that's Donnie D. Wait, wait. Donnie Wahlberg. So hold on. on. So there's Danny D and Donnie D? There's (laughs) There's Danny D and Donnie Wahlberg. But but he's calling himself Donnie D. Oh, well, what happens there is that they join together Voltron-like into a single Boston native. Maurice Star, Rita has escaped. Super Southie, and I'll form the fucking head. <laughs> yes, Steve, that is 100% accurate. Uh, yes, yeah, so after Your they- powers combined. <laughs> I am Captain Southie. Earth, air, wind, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Go Pats! Oh, I like that. That's <laughs> you know, Steve. It's about time Boston had a hero. I think you should pitch this. Uh, I hope that answers your question, Mike, about why there is a Danny D and a Donny D. I'm glad I know now. You yes, know what? yes. It upsets me a little less. <laughs> I think it upsets me more. Jesus, how fucking long is this? They're like, guys, guys, we got a great chorus. Okay, let's use it seven times. <laughs> Confirmation. You're 100% right. The elf's name is Little Train. I don't. Why? Well, We're not qualified to answer that, listeners. Use your imagination. Ooh, that makes it sound dirty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is another elf called Big Tunnel? What is the... Uh, that means little... <laughs> it's, there's some fun juxtaposition there between uh, partners and if Little Train is the top, but he's little, he's a little one, and Big Tunnel's the bottom. <laughs> Mike, you know, I hadn't thought about elves fucking in a long time, and I really appreciate you, you bringing that front and center to my mind. Is that what a funky Christmas is to you? Because it is to me. Maurice Starr, their producer. You ever been on the outside of an inside joke and had that joke go on for, let's say, a verse? That's basically how the song ends. I don't know who any of those people are they're saying are good and bad children. This is awful. This is awful? This is Mike, you seem especially perturbed by this. You're not having a funky Christmas right now? This was a professionally made Oh in a recording studio. Yes. This went made, double platinum, that Mike. Went double that wait. This is the album that went This went double platinum. It's an insult. I, I, why? Why did it go double platinum? Because it was by New Kids on the Block who were the biggest thing in the world at the time. This is what you get, folks. This is what you get when you can't think for yourself and you worship shitty bands. You get funky Christmases. <laughs> Shame on you, B2K. Shame on you. You know, oh, I'm sorry, new kids. New kids. Shame on you, yes, new kids. Yes, we're talking about new kids. Shame on you. Yes, yes. This is just, I mean, you know, you can hate Mariah Carey's Christmas music as much as you want, but and at I least, do. at least it's a Christmas song. You know, Michael Bublé, great Christmas music. Uh, even um, Bill Murray had a nice Christmas special, and he can't even sing very well. Uh, but at least, he's, at least you felt Christmas. This is. Mike, this is funky Christmas. It's different. <laughs> there ain't nothing funky about this. All right? Except maybe f- the funky smell from the garbage coming out of the cans that Donnie Wahlberg is percussing on. Well, Mike, the good, news is, the good news is, Mike, that your suffering is almost over. They're dumb, they're dumb. John and Jerry A. Oh, such nice boys. Yo, Mary, the audio Mary, sucks. Mary, like and a funky New Year. Man. Word. It's getting let's, cold out here, you know what I'm saying? Get on them reindeer, let's bust out of here, man. Let's get peace. Peace. Like, and that is the end. Unfreaking believable They just, they, you know what? <sighs> Mike, I didn't mean to bring you down so close to Christmas. These guys, you know what? It's thanks to people like New Kids on the Block, where we have to, we're dealing with the problems of people being pissed about cultural appropriation. Because they, they appropriate funk music, man, right? You just told me that they were they they wanted to make a they had all these this guy was working and he had all the he was doing the black boy bands and they were doing good. Yes, and he brings in new, the new, new kids on the block. <laughs> that was awful. I mean they must have some good songs, apparently, if they were that popular. But if that is any sort of representation about what these boys are capable of. You are unimpressed? It's not that freaking hard to send a Christmas song. 
and make it sound somewhat Christmassy, or to sound like freaking Santa Claus. It sounds. I mean, it was it was phoned in. I, I, I'm gonna I will say that till forever. Phoned in until the day he dies, listeners. Mike will say that "Funky Funky Christmas" by New Kids on the Block was phoned in. Everyone's been duped for duped for double plats. Duped for double plats. The untold New Kids <laughs> on the Block story by Mike Russell. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll make my own song about it. That's, that's gonna be. <sighs> Oh my God, holy shit, Mike is, God, it's not since Christmas Shoes I've seen you so angry, not at a song, but just like at a Christmas-themed episode. Just think, all I had to do to destroy Christmas was play this song, (laughs) was play one song by a boy band that literally came out 30 years ago this year. They're all like 50 years old now, Mike. They can't hurt you anymore, except they've reformed. Except they reformed in like 2007 or something. Yeah, and they've come out with two albums since. I, You know what? And if I hear they're going to have a Christmas concert, I'm going to go just so I can boo during the line where they say, why are you booing? Yeah. Because you suck. Yeah. You (laughs) destroyed funk with this garbage. You really showed them paying money for a ticket and giving them money to go do that. You know what, Steve? I'll just break into the, the place then. All right, I'll go in the night before and sleep in a bathroom. Would that would that be the way to do and it? And that's why we call this recording evidence. <laughs> Exhibit A, as it will be known. And with that bit of evidence, I guess uh, that is it for "Funky Funky Christmas" by New Kids on the Block. Uh, and have a Merry Christmas yourself, or Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, or nothing. You know, you don't have to. Don't oh, let what the- day of Hanukkah is it when this comes out? What day of Hanukkah is the 23rd? I'm pulling my calendar up right now. Yeah, uh, 23rd, I believe. So, happy holiday, whatever you... Have a funky Hanukkah, if you're so inclined. Um, uh, now, that's a song I'd like to hear. Have a funky Hanukkah? Not by New Kids on the Block. Hanukkah funk. You know, guys, I think next... Hanukkah funk. I think next year, guys, we find a Hanukkah song to discuss. Oh, we should. Yes. I I... There's just such a surplus of bad Christmas music. We got we had to address some of it, listeners, but after three goddamn Christmases of dissecting bad, bizarre, and otherwise noteworthy Christmas music, I think it's fair to branch out a little bit. It's time to take care of our good old-fashioned Jewish listeners, you know? Yes. By making only fun of old- songs praising their religion. Yeah. <laughs> only old-fashioned Jewish listeners, so only orthodox. So yes. No reform. <laughs> Uh, but guys, in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our social media pages. We're posting a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and Mr. Mike Russell. Uh, yeah, you can find me on at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot on the old Instagram. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, check out our social media stuff. We've even uh, started a little TikTok. We got a couple videos up. Uh, Entirely spearheaded uh, by Mike. Shout uh, out to. Oh, stop it! Thanks, Nick. Um, but yeah, we putting up some fun lip sync videos and whatever fun stuff we can come up with because uh, that seems to be because it'll be fun. Apparently, it's fun. Keyword it's- fun, listeners. You want fun? Check out our TikTok. Um, Don't you want fun? Uh, that and that is at Sontopsy. Uh, yeah, and uh, why don't you uh, send us in an email? Of song suggestions and um, what? Oh, it's Christmas. Shoot, what did I ask? I think last time I asked what people would want for for Christmas. Mike, it doesn't matter. Uh, no one's going to answer I know. anyway. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. What's something you destroyed one Christmas? Was it a marriage? Was it uh, a 
A child? Yes, listeners, please toy. tell us about the time you destroyed your own marriage. We want to hear it on the Song Tops Report. Songtopsy Report at gmail.com. But only if it happened at Christmas. Yes. It's got to be Christmas. That if means- it happened January 3rd, we don't want to hear it. Uh, and Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YourManTrollo and all of our fine Dapper Devil Productions yes. products. Please check them all out there. And uh, guys, with that, have a happy holiday. Uh, and we will see you next week with some fun new content. And until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Captain Southie reminding you to, this Christmas, have yourself a wicked little pisser. <laughs> And we will see you next week. Take care.